But with Aminos, what was like the experience when you were younger? Like, how were they taught to you? Because I wasn't doing anything with Aminos or anything. I had no awareness of that the way that I grew up. So I think it begins with just a family that had certain commitments around food, around primarily natural organic food. Because you were in Austin. It was in Austin. Okay, Yeah. Which in the 80s was more accepted in a place mm-hmm. like Austin, but definitely distinct. Yeah. Like it wasn't what all the kids my age were I was. We were low-fat vibes. Yeah. <laughs> we were everything low-fat. <laughs> yeah, so we were basically everything natural, as little processing as possible, et cetera. But my parents also were pescatarians. And so in choosing to be a pescatarian, if you want to be, I think, a thoughtful vegetarian, basically, because of the nature of protein sources not all being equal, and the fact that animal proteins are typically better sources of essential amino acids, you need to think more about it as a vegetarian. And because we ate fish, but not that frequently, we talked about the combinations of different types of plant proteins like beans and rice to ensure we were getting good quality food. Like for example, if I was like, I don't want, I don't want black beans with my rice, my mom might say, well, you need to eat the black beans and the rice together because together they create a complete protein. Together they include all of these amino acids that you need. So it wasn't like some super high education thing. It was just the basics of decisions that we were making and being exposed to it. Yeah, it's just clear to your children. Yeah. And then my mom, who was a master swimmer, and we were like, we didn't, I remember like my youngest age, I remember being in the daycare at the gym (laughs) because my parents were really into going to the gym and my mom was really into being a master swimmer and she would take amino acids before and after training and she would give them to me as well because they do have a very distinct use before and after and during exercise for the same reasons that protein do as well, which we can get into more later. But because we were just thinking about our nutrition, thinking about our diet, thinking about overall the needs of amino acids for our body, I got exposed to it through daily questions around why do I have to eat this or not? And around my family's own commitment to fitness, increased need for essential amino acids, which are what make protein what protein is basically due to exercise. So that's how I got exposed Mm -hmm. to the ideas. And that's why it was important. I was hanging out at the gym too. My parents will play racquetball. (laughs) And I would just, I'd have to sit there with Agnes who worked the front desk. She was like my second mom and I would just be hanging out. But I would love to explore. So what are amino acids? Like what do they do in the body? So I think the best way to start is to talk about protein and what proteins are. So when we eat carbohydrates and fat, the primary reason we eat them is for energy for our body. We actually convert carbohydrates into something called ATP. And that's like the native fuel source that we use inside of our body. Fat, it's something similar. If we eat too much carbohydrates or fat, more than we burn through daily activity, we'll store them as fats in our body so that later on when we maybe don't have enough food, we have something to burn. Protein is different than those. So the proteins in our body, which make up our most of our solid mass, over half of our solid mass in our body, so that's like all of our organs, our heart, our mm, liver, are made our of kidneys. proteins are made of proteins, little little proteins that group together to make up these tissues, as well as obviously our muscle. I think what people don't realize, though, it's also our hair, our Mm. skin, even our neurotransmitters. So the brain chemistry through which we experience emotions Mm -hmm. are 
basically the derivatives of proteins. So they're amino acids or the derivatives of an amino acid. That's how we experience emotion in our body. And the way that proteins work in our body, and this is throughout nature, but in our body, is that they, you basically have different protein needs throughout different organs, also enzymes. When we talk about enzymes or proteins, you have different needs for proteins throughout the body. And so you're moving and shifting around proteins throughout the body. You're breaking them down and rebuilding them. Also, proteins have a certain half-life. They go bad after a while, basically, and they do break down and be rebuilt. Inside the body. Inside the mm -hmm. body. And when the what they get broken down into are these individual bricks. And actually, this is what a protein is made up of. And those individual little bricks or pieces are amino acids. There's 20 amino acids that form these proteins in our body. And those 20 amino acids, when they get broken down and they go into our bloodstream, some of them can be reused to rebuild that new protein. Some of them cannot. And so they get discarded. They get converted into urea and you pee them out. So proteins in our body are constantly in the state of being broken down and rebuilding. But naturally, if I don't eat proteins through my diet or amino acids through my diet, I won't have enough new proteins to replace the discarded ones. So you, the primary reason that you eat protein is for your body to eat an outside source of protein. That could be from plants. It could be from animal products. It's going to break it down into these 20 amino acids. And then your body is going to utilize those 20 amino acids to rebuild the proteins in your body, to rebuild your liver tissue, to rebuild muscle, to create new enzymes, to create new neurotransmitters. So the role of protein and thus amino acids is very different than the role of carbohydrates or fat. And then when you talk about amino acids, there's a major division. And there's a lot of nuance in this, trying to simplify it for the purpose of it being meaningful to your audience. There's one main division, and that's between essential amino acids and non-essential. And the simplest way of describing the essential is that your body can't make them. So when we eat this protein to help replace the amino acids and thus the proteins in our body, we really need the essential ones because your body can't make them. Your body can make the non-essential ones. Another important part of those essential amino acids is that they're actually what we might call the quote active component of the protein. They are when we eat the protein and we break it down into these amino acids, the essential ones are the ones that stimulate and lead and fulfill the process of protein synthesis. They're the ones that actually make the new proteins. You utilize some of the non-essential ones as like building materials, but you only really need the essential ones to lead the process of protein synthesis. And we've done many studies on this where we compare consuming only essential amino acids, consuming only non-essential, or consuming the combination of them. And it's very clear that the essential create all of the protein synthesis. The non-essential do not generate more protein synthesis. So that's the general overview. So let me summarize to see if I got it. Carbs and fat create ATP for energy within the body. Protein is what creates a lot of like everything else almost. Like our muscles, not everything else, but muscles, hair, skin, nails, a lot of the enzymes in our body. It supports neurotransmitters. Is that correct? Yeah, that's its primary role. Primary you can role. convert protein into a sugar, okay. into a carb. But if you have too much. You have, yeah, but its primary role okay. is for this purpose. And your body would basically convert protein into sugar if it had too much, 
but that's like not doesn't have to often because isn't it like the primary source of energy would be carbs and fat and then it would probably isn't that like ketosis it's like switching gears to change yeah this is this is where it starts we can totally go down this track it definitely gets a lot more nuanced yeah so there's a few different ways that your body can create atp yeah and the most kind of your understanding of carbs is correct yes and your understanding of ketosis is correct that you basically deprive it of these carbohydrates and then your body prefers to use fat as the source it can then converts the fat through a series of other processes. Protein can also be converted into this sugar mm-hmm. via, via gluconeogenesis. We're getting kind of sciencing down like the rabbit it. hole on this. Okay. I think maybe maybe the most important point to make though is that when you consume protein, some of it will get converted mm-hmm. into sugars, but it's not the primary purpose of eating the protein. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying like, oh, none of it's going to get converted into sugar unless you eat too much of it, it's more nuanced yeah. and complicated than that. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on in mm-hmm. the body. But the primary role of it is to help to be broken down into amino acids and to help rebuild proteins in your body. But even when you eat a whole food protein, and it also depends on what type of protein it is, some have higher proportions of the essential amino acids and have, are more easily digested. Those are going to be more useful towards synthesizing new proteins versus a lower quality protein that's harder to digest and that maybe has less of those essential amino acids. And the non-essential amino acids are more likely going to be converted into sugars. Mm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.